We don't give a damn about the poor. So says Indiana Area Bishop Julius Tremble here on episode number 48 of the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. We ought to give people Jesus, but also help them get jobs. We ought to give people prayer, but also help them uh, make sure that they can have provisions for their children. Welcome to the United Methodist People Podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes that strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church is essential to accomplishing the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. The United Methodist People Podcast helps clergy and church leaders connect with key insights, hear inspiring stories, and learn from the people making a difference in the United Methodist Church through conversation and commentary. And now, here's Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. This is the podcast where we look to strengthen the connection in the United Methodist Church through conversation and commentary. You can always go to our website, unitedmethodistpodcast.com, with a great uh, uh, library of our past episodes dealing with many issues facing the church. And among the folks who have contributed mightily to the United Methodist People podcast is Bishop Julius Trimble. We have many episodes which we call Be Encouraged with Bishop Trimble. And he is here with us today in episode number 48 to talk about a recent article that he wrote and is published, and we will have the links to this article in our show notes, unitedmethodistpodcast.com. The article is called, We Don't Give a Damn About the Poor. In, the, in this article and in this interview, which you'll hear things are not in the article, you're going to hear such things as we're going to learn about what is the situation about the poor in our country right now. What are some of the things happening in our government, in our church, that are positive things, but also some of the issues that we need to face and we need to be cognizant of the matters, the stark matters facing the poor in our country. You're going to feel something. You are going to feel the incredible emotion that Bishop Trimble and I have about this matter, about how this is a biblical matter. This is a matter of social justice. This is a matter of what is the right thing for a local church and for a Christian to do in order to deal with the plight of the poor. And when we come back from the other side of the interview, we're going to unpack some of the practical matters that Bishop Trimble outlines that you can do in your local church and as a Christian to serve the needs of the poor from our biblical mandate perspective. So come on back after the interview. But you're going to love this interview. It's important. It's timely. And it's going to serve your needs as a United Methodist Christian. So let's get into our conversation with Bishop Julius Trimble as we talk about his article, We Don't Give a Damn About the Poor, here on the United Methodist People podcast. Let's go to that interview right now. And we're talking today about his recent article, that uh, was published, We Don't Give a Damn About the Poor. Bishop, first of all, welcome to the podcast today, and tell us a little bit about this article. Uh, thank you so much, Brad. I uh, uh, appreciate the invitation to be in conversation with you and, and others to uh, lift up things that I think 
we as Christians, uh, United Methodists, and, and people of goodwill should be concerned about. Yeah, my article, uh, 20 years ago, I heard Tony Campolo uh, even use harsher words than, than damn, but also yes. in reference to us not caring about the poor. And it was a critique uh, of Christians, uh, a self-critique, should I say, not, not, a, not to point fingers to others, but, to, but I think more of a confessional statement as well as a critique that if we really did care about the poor, we would be concerned not only about charitable response or acts of mercy, but also acts of justice and acts of uh, uh, both uh, government structural change and also a greater commitment to those uh, eradicating those things that cause poverty. Uh, Tony Campolo is not the only person that I heard that raised that concern too. I believe G Jesus raised a concern about about the poor and. Reverend Joseph Lowry, I've heard, I heard say things very similar to this, as well as my own pastor when growing up in Chicago, who was very much concerned about uh, persons uh, who were growing up in poverty, even in a uh, in a relatively wealthy city like uh, Chicago. Hmm. So you've seen that you, you've heard Capallo and other folks talk about this. But what has happened recently that's got your attention about the, the plight of the poor? And why have you uh, pointed out how in our current uh, society, in our current uh, culture, we just don't seem to give a damn about it? Because I think we, we have elevated our, our partisan politics, our theological uh, impasses, uh, our, uh, how, our, our own personal uh, preferences for freedom of choice uh, above what I consider the concern for the common good and particularly those who are most vulnerable. So the reason that prompted me to write the article was because of the current debate and impasse around the, uh, uh, the bill that uh, President Biden and the Democrats uh, are in squabbling about and the Republican Party has pretty much put up a, uh, a political, a partisan blockade against the passing of the, I think it's called Build Back Better provision. Uh, because in during the time of the pandemic, Brad, 100 million people, this is globally, have been uh, added to the what we would consider the roles of, the, of poverty. That's, that's caused by many things, including famine, uh, including the great number of people who are in the process of, of, of migrating or ref, the, 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 in, the, the tremendous influx of refugees, uh, climate change, uh, and uh, uh, places even in, in wealthy countries where people don't have a living wage. So I think for us to uh, stand on the sidelines and not weigh in as people of faith and people who are committed to the common good while politicians and and others uh, can't seem to agree on what is what is an appropriate amount of of debt for the country to go in really makes us bystanders and as uh, as recently I heard there's no such thing as an innocent bystander uh, you're wow. either uh, you're either engaged in at least at minimum the discourse around what could be different and we've been called not only to, to make disciples and call people to Christ, but to transform the world. 
So I raised this article because I think it's both confessional as well as it is to be convicting that if we are to transform the world, certainly we can't be accepting, uh, you know, 13, 14, 15 million children going hungry uh, in a country as rich as the one we live in. Yeah, there's certain, I think there's a certain level, Bishop, here, even I just going to have to say it's got to be sinful. You know, we got to, we got to call it what it is, I think. Uh, uh, I'm reminded of Matthew 25, Jesus talking, you know, the, the goats and so on. And, and uh, about, uh, you know, if you uh, did the least of these, you know, if you fed the hungry, you know, you've done good. If you, if you uh, give thirsty to the poor, or give thirsty to, uh, give drink to the thirsty and so on. What's your take on a biblical perspective on this or speak to, you know, this issue about how if we're, if we don't care about the poor as a church and do what we can in, in the political realm and other things, what are we doing? What are we doing? Speak to the biblical spiritual part to this. Well, uh, again, let me quote uh, Mike Slaughter, but I don't think he's the first. He He's really quoting from the gospel. He says, if the gospel is not good news, doesn't Jesus say, I've come to proclaim good news, good news to the poor. If it's not good news to the poor, it's not good news at all. It's not really gospel. And of course, Jesus is quoting the prophet, prophet Isaiah. And so if we don't pay attention to the Matthew text uh, that says, you know, and let what you have not done to the least of these, you, you've not also done unto me, then we really are, are preaching a truncated gospel. We're proclaiming a gospel that is not, that is not, that is not holistic or, 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 or life changing for those that needed to be life changing. Hmm. Well, let's just focus for just a minute as we have now talked about the kind of the painful part for with us, some of the political part about how the squabbling just means that people get left out. We've touched on the biblical piece. Now let's talk for just a, one or two more minutes about the application for a local church pastor or a local church ministry, whether it be a food pantry or some sort of a, a, a underserved housing issue or counseling or whatever, what are some of the things in the local church a pastor or people can do to really, really serve the poor here and show that they do give a damn about the poor? I think I think a key thing is for us to engage people who can help us build relationships with those uh, persons who may be closer than we think in our communities. This could mean working with refugees. This could mean uh, working with local community organizations uh, that are engaged in ministry with those who are poor. And by poor, I mean people that could be the working poor. I mean people that may have been disenfranchised, people that may have different abilities or dis we would consider disabilities, but, but have been left outside of the, they don't have the freedom to choose, uh, you know, whether to have a have a vaccine or not, or, or choose whether or not uh, 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 to 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 work remotely or not. Uh, people who have been left outside of the workforce. So I think one of the things that that I was turned on to because someone responded to the article was, uh, I think it's called Fast Pray Give. There's a website you can go to. And you fast one, you fast one meal, you pray as the Bible instructs us, and you give the, the, the amount of money you would have spent on that one meal you give, which goes towards helping to provide, uh, meals for those who are hungry. It's, I think it's fast, pray, give. It's a website that you can go to. 
And uh, that was referred to me in someone's in response to, to the article. Uh, several people have responded and said it was inappropriate for me to use uh, language like that. But I do also recall when Tony Campolo shared this, as well as Joe Lowry and others have shared this, said that we, we, we get more upset about language of indignation than we are about the, 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 the desperate indignation of the fact that we have people who are suffering uh, uh, poverty that, that, that don't have to, that it shouldn't necessarily be that way. And our, our inclination is often to blame the victim uh, as opposed to engage in ways that we can. I think churches are doing great things. I, I did not mean to be for it to be a, con, a condemnation of that which we do, because I think mercy and charity are parts of what we need to do, but it also needs to be coupled with acts of justice. So congre- congregations could be saying, we, we want to advocate for a living wage in our community. So whatever companies are in, in whatever jobs, we advocate for a living wage. Congregations could say, how can we support not only our local food pantry, but also support uh, access to trans- transportation for people to be able to get to employment or to be able to get to schools. Part of our, one of our mission initiatives, uh, Children Matter Most, is an invitation for us to adopt our schools that are close by. Many of our rural community schools are in desperate need for partners uh, that would also be uh, looking out for those who, who are less fortunate maybe than we might find ourselves. There's a lot of rural poverty in the United oh, States goodness. and in the state of yeah. Indiana. Sure. There, well, there's kind of an assumption that poverty is only in the urban areas or something like that. Certainly is not the case. And certainly we've seen some transitions with the COVID crisis and other things, some massive shifts in wealth and other things have happened. But you've given us some great thoughts to ponder and to apply. I love it when you give us the practical things, Bishop, to apply in our churches for pastors and for uh, local churches to apply to their uh, communities. So thank you for being with us here uh, today. And any part, you, you're all about being encouraged. Any parting words of encouragement to uh, to our listeners here today before we uh, say, say good, good, goodbye? I want to say be encouraged to everybody. We ought to give people Jesus, but also help them get jobs. We ought to give peace, people prayer, but also help them uh, make sure that they can have provisions for their children uh, when the holidays roll, holidays roll around. I'm always inspired when I see these special stories about employers who are employer employing uh, former felons and employing people that may not uh, have higher education degrees, people who are providing opportunities. And I think we who, we who are in the faith community not only need to encourage people with the gospel of Jesus Christ, but also encourage them with an opportunity for relationships and community. Awesome. Jesus and jobs and prayers and provision and other good words of encouragement here on Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius Trimble on the United Methodist People podcast. Thank you for being our guest today, my friend. God bless. A powerful message there from Bishop Julius Trimble of the Indiana area and all about his article called We Don't Give a Damn About the Poor. We have links to that article as well as a back catalog of many other messages from Bishop Trimble at our website, UnitedMethodistPodcast.com. 
You can go there for show notes about this episode number 48 and many other episodes as well, which speak into the life of United Methodist Christians as we seek to strengthen the connection through conversation and commentary. I promise you that we would talk about after the interview some of the takeaway points, some of the action points, some of the things that we can do as Christians that Bishop uh, Trimble outlines. Remember, we talked about what we can learn. We learned about the situation, the plight of the poor. We learned to feel about the bishop's emotion and mine as others as well about this matter. And here's the action points. I think you heard a couple of them, but let's emphasize those. We can talk about connecting to children in our community, especially children who are in poor circumstances, how the churches can have an adoption program to help adopt children uh, in their schools who need help with book bags, any number of things that can be helpful. We can talk about transportation needs, a huge thing for doctors and other needs that uh, poor people have or folks who have less resources than others. Transportation is a need that perhaps your local church can do. And then we talked about a program called Fast, Pray, Give, which is where we use the biblical mandate regarding service of the poor to pray for a day or pray for a meal or to fast for a meal, and to pray about the people, the circumstances, and to give. That is to perhaps give the amount of money that we may have spent on a meal or a day's resources and to leverage that towards the needs of the poor. Here at the United Methodist People Podcast, we are helping to leverage the, the good things about our church as we go through some struggles, that how we can still be a powerful force of good, including good to serve the poor in our world. You know, Bishop uh, Tremble has really made a dedicated effort to be encouraging to folks just like you and me. And he's been on many episodes of the United Methodist People podcast, and he'll be on several more. And then down the road, we're looking to help create some new endeavors for him to get his message out in a more clear and a broader perspective. So please stay tuned for that. My name is Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, a local church pastor and a dedicated servant of God, as you are as well. We all follow the pathway of Jesus Christ and in our United Methodist tradition. And remember the words of John Wesley, to catch on fire with enthusiasm and people will come from miles away to watch you burn. Now, do all the good that you can. Thanks so much for listening to the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. You can continue the conversation and commentary about strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church to accomplish our mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Visit the United Methodist People podcast on the web at unitedmethodistpodcast.com and connect at facebook.com slash United Methodist Podcast. And always do all the good you can.